We are here because of the King of Zion and the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, is Amidis to bless us and to minister to us today. Hallelujah. I want to talk today about Jesus, our rest. Hallelujah. Jesus, our rest, our jubilee. Jesus Christ, our rest. Jesus Christ, our jubilee. In the book of, uh, in the book of Matthew, chapter 1, you can see uh, uh, how Matthew begins the gospel. And he says... The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And in enumerates in, in, in all the generations thereafter. And verse 17 sums it up and it says, So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. And from David until captivity in Babylon, 14 generations. And from Babylon to Christ, 14 generations. Father, bless the hearing of your word. Anoint me to speak with clarity. Give understanding to your people. Oh God, may there be rest in your house today. May their declaration be their declaration of freedom, of jubilee in our lives this, this, this afternoon. We give you thanks, we give you praise, because you are good, and your mercy endures forever, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. So when God created man, he created him in his image and in his likeness. Hallelujah. And he walked for six days, and man was the, the, the height of his creation. Uh, and after the sixth day, the Bible tells us that God established and instituted a Sabbath. So the first experience that man had on earth was rest. Hallelujah. After his creation, the first, the very first thing that man experienced was rest. So we rest not because we don't have much to do. <laughs> uh, hallelujah. We rest because it is the will of God for us to be at rest. The will of God for you and for me is to be at rest. Is to be at rest. And I know we've been through things. We've been through thick and thin. We've gone through valleys. And we have come to December. And I think majority of us are so tired and so worn out by the battles that we've fought. But I want to remind you today. The will of God for your life is to be at rest. Even if you did not get an opportunity to go for an holiday. <laughs> Hallelujah. I wish I had an opportunity to go for an holiday. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord and go to the beach and put up my legs and just lie there and relax. I think that's something that many of us have not caught up with. But we need to rest. 
Hallelujah. We need to rest. We need time to just be there and relax, doing nothing in particular, but relaxing and meditating on the goodness of the Lord. As we have sung this, this today, as we have sung today, all the days of my life, you have been faithful. You sit down and you enumerate and you begin to look back at the good things that God has done in your life and you say, yes, he has done this. He has done this. He has done this. He has done this. Hallelujah. God is good. So the first thing that man has experienced after his creation was rest. Was God's Sabbath. Hallelujah. So the coming of Jesus into the world was to restore us to our original form and purpose. The reason why Jesus came was to bring us back to rest was to bring us back to our farm, was to bring us back to our purpose. Hallelujah. As you see, Matthew begins to, uh, uh, to, to trace the human genealogy of Jesus, beginning with the patriarchs of Israel, Abraham. And as he enumerates the genealogy, he is keen to show us using patterns of seven. He uses patterns of seven. He says from Abraham, hallelujah, to David, there are 14 generations. Those are two Sabbaths of years. Hallelujah. Two, two Sabbaths of years. And then from David to Babylon, to exile in Babylon, there are two Sabbaths of, of years. And then from exile to the coming of Christ himself, there are 14 generations. Hallelujah. So by analyzing the genealogy of Jesus Christ presented by Matthew, we see that God wants to communicate the importance of us resting and the purpose of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. You can see, I don't know whether they are, they are showing it on the screen, but you can see there Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Judah, Perez, Ezra, Ram. That is the first generation. That's the first generation, seven of seven. And actually this Wednesday I'll be so talk, talking about the, the relationship of faith. Because there is a transfer of faith from one generation to the next. Hallelujah. There is a transfer of faith from one generation to another. So note that Jesus is the last, is in the last set of six generations of sevens presented here and is also sixth in the last set. So there are six and he is the number six among his generation. Because the sixth, the sixth day prepared, it was the day of preparation. <laughs> Hallelujah. You remember the day when he was crucified? The Bible tells us it was the day of preparation. So they would prepare for the Sabbath. Hallelujah. They would prepare for the Sabbath on the sixth day so that they can enter into the rest of God. Jesus came and he prepared us for the Sabbath. For our rest. Hallelujah. So when you, when I looked at uh, a commentator, a, a biblical commentator, his name is Matthew Henry, he says that when you look at the Matthew 1.17, you see that 
the generation of David is rising from Abraham. Yeah, and it rises to the level where David becomes king. And this is a wonderful time. This is a wonderful time in Israel. But then in the middle there, there's a little, a bit of confusion. And there's things that are going down. They're rising up. They're going down. They're rising up. They're going down. They're rising up. They're going down. All the way to the, until they reach the very critical point. And they are taken to captivity. And when they are taken to captivity, it's like their star goes down. It's a downward trend all the way. Yeah. And they become less and less. The generation of Judah, the tribe of Judah, the generation of David, the generation of Jesus Christ. It dwindles so much more that when we hear of it in the book of Matthew, we meet Joseph, who is of the tribe of Judah, the seed of Abraham, and an heir to the throne of his father David, but he is a carpenter. What is he? Uh, what is he? He is a carpenter. He's supposed to be on the throne. He's supposed to be king. He's supposed to be seated on the throne of the kingdom of Judah, the kingdom of David. But he is a carpenter. Even Mary herself was also from the tribe of Judah. And the Bible tells us she celebrates the recognition that God gives her as a lowly servant of God. Praise the Lord. So let's, let, let's, let's see why. Isaiah in the book of prophecy, the book of Isaiah, he prophesied over 700 years back before even the coming of Lord Jesus Christ. And he showed Jesus as light shining in darkness and as a root out of dry ground. Isaiah 9, verse 1, the Bible says, Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. Hallelujah. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations. By the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the deep, in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Hallelujah. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. So Isaiah prophesies, and he prophesies by looking into the future and declaring that where there has been darkness, great light is going to shine. Hallelujah. So he prophesies by looking into the future, 700 years into the future, and he said, I can see great darkness, darkness but light is coming light is coming and then he gives them an example 
from the past. He gives them an example from the past and he says, as in the day of the Midian's defeat, as in the day when Gideon rooted out the Midianites, who used to wait for the children of Israel to plan and to cultivate and to take care of their crops, and during the harvest, they would show up and eat everything and destroy whatever was left. So Isaiah says, hey, my people, Jesus came so that he can, Jesus is coming. He's going to bring you light in your darkness and he is going to defeat your enemies. Hallelujah. Those that have been sitting on you, those that have been eating your lunch. Hallelujah. Has your lunch been eaten this year? Kama lunch imekuliwa, nakuja kutangazia leo, wow, wataondoka. Sio wewe. Hey, sio wewe utaondoka na watarudisha lunch. Anaweza <laughs> siwe. Tuambie warudisha nini? Rudisha lunch. You cannot continue to eat my lunch. You know lunch is very important. Lunch is very important and you can know it is important because when you are growing up and you carried your lunch in primary school and somebody sneaked out of class and went and ate your lunch. Anybody happened like that? <laughs> I can remember, I can remember. Like yesterday, somebody would get out of class, run faster than you can, and go and get your food. Because we used to hang it on trees. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because I was class, you would answer your question. You so Isaiah looks back and he says, as in the day of Midian's defeat, hallelujah, that is what Jesus is going to come and do in our lives. He's going to shatter the yoke that burdens you. He's going to shatter the yoke that of the oppressor upon your neck and bar across your shoulders and the rod of oppression that he's been using, the one that he's been using to intimidate you. You know, they carry rods and they come and... <laughs> Mm-hmm. And you coil in fear. And you know, as I was praying yesterday, I felt there are people that are so used to, to, to torment. They are so used to oppression. Hallelujah. They are so used to what Pharaoh has been doing to the children of Israel in the land of Egypt. The Bible tells us for 430 years, they were under oppression. And they got so much used. In fact, when they undelivered, the Bible tells us in, in Exodus 14, that when they saw that Pharaoh was following them, after they had been released, they told Moses, Moses, did we not tell you? Did we not tell you to let us alone that we may serve Pharaoh? Leave me alone. <laughs> you know that sometimes we get so used and somebody comes to, is trying to comfort you, is trying to get you out of the mess that you've been in and you are like, ah, leave me alone. Chana na mimi. Ulikuwa wapi wakati nilipigwa. Ulikuwa wapi wakati niliteswa. Ulikuwa wapi wakati nilifunjwa funjwa. Hallelujah, usikatae usaidizi. Hallelujah, usikatae nini? Uskatae uzaidizi wakati uko kwa shida. 
Hallelujah. Mwimbaji wa dunia hata Paul amekuwa mwimbaji wa dunia. Mwimbaji wa dunia aliimba akasema matatizo nimeyazoea. Kwangu mimi naona ni kawaida. Come on usizoee matatizo. Usione ni kawaida. Yesu alikuja ili akaweze kumaliza shida zetu. Alikuja ili akaweze kukuondoa katika minyororo ya shetani. Akutoe pale akuweke mahali pazuri. Mahali ambao utapumzika. Mahali ambao unajua sio lazima tukuambie rest at RIP. <laughs> no, we are not resting when we die. Can you refuse to rest when you die? I refuse to rest when I die. I want to be at rest. Hallelujah. I want to be addressed as I serve the Lord. I want to be addressed as I do my business here on earth. Hallelujah. So when I rest that one you revert to, it won't just be a continuation of rest because I have encountered Jesus who gives rest. And the Bible tells us he is the resurrection and the life. Hallelujah. Sizoe matatizo. Tusizoe matatizo. Misri walikuwa wamefungwa wameonyeshwa wame, wame mambo mabaya wameteswa sana kufanya kazi bila malipo wame wamesumbuka wame, wame sana haleluya baka wakati wame wamerilisiwa they are not even believing that it is real haleluya and Moses tells them something very important when he sees the Egyptians pursuing when he sees Pharaoh coming he tells them something very important and he tells them tell, let me tell you something the Egyptians that you see today you will see them no more those that are pursuing you God is going to deal with them and he will give them a permanent blow such that they will never pursue you again you will never look over your shoulder to check whether the enemy that you are facing today is pursuing you and you can read history by the way just read history see Egypt never bothered Israel again Egypt never bothered Israel again and the only time that they they, 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 they are featured in the book of Jeremiah is was actually the Israelites were saying let's get Egypt to come and help us <laughs> they became an ally hallelujah Am I the only one that is excited in the house of the Lord today? Am I the only one that is excited in the house of the Lord today? Hallelujah. I want to walk in victory. I want to experience the rest that God intends for me. Hallelujah. So Isaiah says, as in the day of Midian's defeat, so shall it be. Hallelujah. In our time when Jesus comes. Hallelujah. The yoke is broken, is shattered, and the bar is destroyed. Hallelujah. In the book of Acts, the Bible says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, and that he went everywhere doing good. For God was with him. Whenever Jesus encountered any man that was in problem, he never left them the same way. Whether you are dead, paralyzed, blind, deaf, dumb, whatever you are, whenever they had an encounter with Jesus, they were never left the same way. Why do we think that he will allow us to suffer? And I know there is a theology of suffering. 
Men have come with the theology of suffering. They have also come with the theology of poverty. <laughs> Jesus came to deliver us. Jesus came to, to free us from the bondage of the enemy and to give us rest and to declare its jubilee. Joseph is a carpenter. The heir to the throne is a carpenter. Isaiah 53, verse 1, the Bible says, who has believed our report? <laughs> Isaiah, Isaiah looks at this thing and he, he, he declares it and he sees like people are not going to believe this thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. People are not going to believe this thing. Can a nation be raised in a day? He says, who has believed our reports? And to whom has the harm of the Lord re been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of undrying ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He says, Jesus is coming like a root out of undrying ground. A root out of undrying ground. How does a root survive and drying ground. That's the situation that Israel was in when Jesus comes. He's like a root. The, 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 the genealogy of the tribe of Judah, where the scepter, as Jacob was blessing the children, his children, he said, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, but yet it is gone. It is down. It has become just a root out of the drying ground. It's no longer a tree. It's a root. There is a hope for a tree when it is cut. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible says there is hope what? For a tree when it is cut at the scent of water, it will begin to germinate. Hallelujah. And to bloom. Praise the Lord. Mary in her song recounts a lowly state. In the book of Luke chapter 1 verse 46, Mary sings this song and he says, My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly state of his main servant. He says, God is a God who sees. He has seen my lowly estate. You know, when I look at you here today, you look so beautiful. You look so nice. You look so organized. You look so well-dressed. But I don't know where you came from. I don't know where you wake up. You woke up from. I don't know whether you had lunch yesterday. I don't know whether you had dinner yesterday or breakfast this morning. Probably maybe one of you have not had breakfast. But it cannot be known. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Mary says, he has seen my lowly estate. He knows me. He knows where I come from. He knows my address. He knows my history. He knows my problems. He knows you. Hallelujah. He knows who? Say, he knows me. Yeah, he does. He knows you. He has regarded the lowly state of his main servant. Hallelujah. From beyond henceforth. Hallelujah. From today. Hallelujah. He says, ah, from today. Because he knows from today all generations will call me blessed. They will call me the blessed of the Lord. 
Hallelujah. They will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. You know, I was telling the first service, I was remembering my childhood. How I grew up. I was so quiet. I was so timid. No, you know, I never used to talk. Never used to talk. So the other day, my mom told me that an auntie of mine came to her. She was crying. I was preaching at home. <laughs> and she came crying and she said, is that your son? And I don't care. And I remembered another time that our cousins, you know cousins and brothers and sisters, they gathered together at home and they said we are going to teach uh, the, the, the younger ones Kiswahili. What they have been taught. So Mimi Nikakuja cut my turn came, Nikakuja Nikasmama, Nikaka Hivi, Nikaenda blank. Kila kitwi kapotea. Na nikaanza kutetemeka. In Kikamba, that is, it means foolish, stupid, everything. Yeah. So the other day, last month, I was at home. I was preaching at the funeral. And I remembered that. And they were all there. And I told them, ah, come now, see Totwe. He is here, he is preaching to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. And by the way, I was not totwe. I was not stupid. I was not foolish. Yeah. Actually, by the way, I think, you know, when people, what waki, waki honor like you can't do nothing, that's when God nigh anakua provoked. Yeah. Because it's only me and my cousin who are engineers. You need to depart a degree at once. Apple. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He has regarded the lowly state. And then Kazema nimefata ya kwanza, iko ya pili. Nataka nianze kumsianze kumyaache kuniita na jina yangu. Nasikia? Of course, I, <laughs> praise the Lord. Hey, one of these days, I can see some few doctors around here. So I want one of these days, because our bishop is a doctor also. See, the, the same anointing, the anointing flows from the head. Sindio, inapitia huku, inapitia kwa beards, kwa... <laughs> so hata kama nikukule chini, hallelujah, itanipata tu ha? Apo, hallelujah, and I receive it in Jesus' name. He has regarded the lowly state. The Bible says in verse 52, he has put down the mighty from their thrones. You see the throne, their throne, they are heirs to, they were heirs to the throne and it had been captured by wicked forces. It had been captured by aliens. It had been captured by other people and other nations. Uh, Mary says, ah, he is God. Jesus has come to dethrone them. And exalted the lowly. And he is picking us from down there. And he is causing us to sit. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He has filled the hungry with good things. 
He has filled the angry with good things. Receive good things today in Jesus' name. Zechariah himself also reflects on the downtrodden state of God's people, Israel, and the significant hope that the news of the coming of the Messiah brought to them. Zechariah, in the book of Luke 1, 68, he says, Blessed be the Lord, God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. He has done what? He has done what? He has visited and redeemed his people. I was telling the first service, you know, Christmas time was the time that we would wish to be visited. Because we didn't have much, it is the time that we desired that a relative would travel from Nairobi and come up country. And by the way, you see, there are not very many people in church today. They have visited. <laughs> they have gone to visit. There are people that are celebrating. And we used to take Tarino, Tarino, Tarino. That was the joy of our lives, taking Tarino. Tarino was a soda. Hallelujah. And treetop. How many know treetop? Yeah, there is a generation here. There is a generation here that doesn't know treetop. They know pick and peel. <laughs> Del Monte. They only know Del Monte and pick and peel. Hallelujah. Another stuff that they drink. I praise the Lord. But I came to remind you that Jesus Christ is the one that gives us rest. He is the one that gives us rest. And he is the one that has decided to visit. He has come to visit. And you see, when the king of kings comes to visit, everything that you desire for life and for godliness is available. Ah. Uh, okay. <laughs> everything that you desire for what? For life and for godliness is available. And he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David as he spoke as he spoke in the mouth of his holy prophets who have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, that we may be saved from what? From our enemies and from our haters. Unajua squeezy kuna haters. Wana kufollow, they stroll you. On social media, they, everything you say is negative to them. All haters, hallelujah. The Bible addresses them here. He says what? That we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. So please don't hate me. Hallelujah. To perform the mercy promise to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. The hope that he saw to our father Abraham. To grant us that we being delivered from the hand of our enemies might serve God without fear. That we may serve God with boldness. That we may become as bold as lions. That we may face the circumstances that we face every day when we are at rest. At rest. You address them from a point of what? Of rest. There's a story that we are given that somebody was asleep at night and his bed was moved. And it was moved violently. And it was moved from where it was and put to another place. And then he woke up from his sleep with a lot of rest. Opening one eye. What's up? And he, when he looked up, he saw it was the devil. 
And you know many of us would panic. Would panic and say, oh devil, by you, in the name of Jesus, get out of here. Hey. So he, he, he opened his eyes. He saw the devil put on a serious face and he looked at the devil and told him, take back the bed where it was. Take back the bed where it was. And the devil came back and pushed it back to where it was. And then, you know, there are times you don't need to talk. When you are operating from a point of rest, you don't need to talk. You know, take the bed where, you know, there are things that you have to say. So that it can go where? <laughs> it needs to go. And then you point out and you say, Hey, Hapo, you can you see my finger? When the evil. Hallelujah! Yes, we are delivered from the enemy. We are not going to serve God in fear. Hallelujah! We are not going to live in fear. We are not going to be looking over our shoulders to look at those who are pursuing us because Jesus, our rest and our jubilee is with us. And he is born on a manger and the message of goodwill is of great importance conveyed to lowly shepherds. You know, shepherds, they were taking care of their flock at night. And the Bible says, the angel of the Lord came and he spoke to them. Hallelujah. He said, and he told them good news. It was good news for shepherds. Today, in the city of David, is born to you a, a Messiah, a king. And this will be the sign. <laughs> Hallelujah. You found a baby wrapped in sandling clothes. Hallelujah. Laying on a major. Praise the Lord. They received the good news and they went with joy. And the Bible says that suddenly there was together with an angel a choir from heaven singing and celebrating. Glory to God in their eyes and on earth goodwill towards men from whom God's favor does what? Does rest. Hallelujah. So we are favored of God. The coming of Jesus, the visiting of Jesus was for our deliverance, was for our freedom, was for our rest, was for our jubilee. Hallelujah. In the song that we sang at the beginning of the service, joy to the world. Hallelujah. The Lord is what? Let us receive let every prepare him room and every nature sing and every nature sing and every nature sing. And the, one of the verses says, No more let's see and sorrows grow, no thorns in fair ground. He comes to make his blessing flow. Far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found. He comes to make his blessing flow. He comes to do what? respond. He comes to make what? Is blessing flow to where? To what extent? As far as the cars can be found. As far 
as it goes, even if it goes to how many generations, he comes to make his blessing flow. The blessings of God will flow to the very end. Where are the curse upon your life? The curse upon your family has reached and Jesus will root it out and throw it away so that you can walk in freedom. Far as the curse is found. Hallelujah. You know, so many people concentrate on the wrath of God. And they say, you know, yes, 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 yes. He's a consuming fire. And he, he, he counts on the iniquity of their, their fathers to their sons, to the second, to the third, and to the fourth generation. But the Bible tells us his mercy. His mercy is for how many thousands? It's for thousands, generations. Hallelujah. So he comes to cause his blessing to flow far as the curse is found. Yes, he comes to proclaim our rest. Jesus comes to proclaim our rest and to blow the trumpets of Jubilee and overturn the tables of our oppressors. And proclaim our freedom. I want us to look at this. You remember what Je- when Jesus came in the book of Luke 4, verse 16, the Bible says, He came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. You know, one of the things about Jubilee, people were supposed to go back to their homes, to where their ancestral homes. So Jesus goes back to Nazareth where he grew up, and he stands on the Sabbath day. Hallelujah. And he is handed the, the book of the prophet Isaiah and he opens where it was written. He opened purposefully. He opened where it was written. The Bible tells us, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has anointed me to do what? To preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. And recovery of side to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. And to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. To proclaim the year of Jubilee. To declare freedom unto the people. So what is the significance of Jubilee? In the book of Leviticus 25 verse 8. The Bible says, count off. Seven Sabbaths, seven times seven years, so that the seventh Sabbath years amount to a period of 49 years. Then have the trumpet sounded everywhere on the death, or, or, sorry, on the tenth day of the seventh month. On the day of atonement, sound the, the trumpet throughout your land, Consecrate the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you. Each of you is to return to your family property. Hallelujah. Each of you is to return to your family property. We said the reason why God, Jesus came was to take us back to our original form. To take us back and to give us our inheritance as it ought to have been. Hallelujah. Whoever has stolen it is supposed to restore it because it is jubilee. He's supposed to bring it back because it is jubilee. Hallelujah. 
For it is a jubilee, verse 12, it is a jubilee, and it is your, it is to be only for you. Eat only what is taken directly from the fields. In the year of jubilee, everyone is to return to their own property. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So what was the significance of jubilee? Number one, it represented mercy. It represented what? God's mercy. You see, in the Old Testament, they would celebrate Jubilee by forgiving debts. All the debts were cancelled in the year of Jubilee. Land was freely returned to original owners and their families. Slaves were not only set free, but they were provided resources to enable them to begin anew and independent life. The people who had food to live on, even though they did not plant and harvest. You see, they were not supposed to plant the year of Jubilee. But God said, when you read Leviticus 25, God says, I know you ask me, what shall we eat in the year of Jubilee? And God says, this is what I will do. On the sixth year, I will cause so much to come from your farms that you will not need to harvest in the year of Jubilee. And it was not only the year of Jubilee, because if you don't plant the whole year, then you plant in year second, the second year. Then it will take you almost another year before you, the crops got ready. Hallelujah. Such a, a number dance of grace and favor from God that they don't need to struggle. You know what, brethren? It is easy to serve the Lord. It is easy to serve the Lord. If only we, we lived at the place of rest and we, we interacted with God from the point of rest. Be anxious for nothing, the Bible tells us. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. And the peace of God that passes human understanding will keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I remember, I remember when I was going to Bible school. Hallelujah for my masters. I, I want to finish. <laughs> but I, I made the application. And I was going up the stairs to take an application to ILU. We, we, we were together with you there. <laughs> so I was going to take my application there. And I was worried. Because I didn't have the fees. Sincerely. Yeah, I was, was worried. But when I was going up the stairs so to take a corner to where the secretary was. You know that that office upstairs, you go up, and, and I was just about to take the corner. The door was locked, but people were talking from within. Hallelujah. And I heard one of the person tell the secretary, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I said, yeah, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. And you know what? I did it. Hallelujah. Jubilee represented God's sovereignty. It represented what? The sovereignty of God. The sovereignty of God means God can do whatever he wants anytime to anyone. Hallelujah. He can do whatever he wants to anybody at any time he pleases. And he doesn't need to consult anybody. 
Hallelujah. He doesn't need to consult your neighbor to promote you. He doesn't need to consult anybody to bless you. Nebuchadnezzar said, no one can ask him, what are you doing? You can't ask God, why are you doing, why are you blessing this one and not the other one? Hallelujah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm remembering so many stories. In primary school, there is a child that was being disciplined. You know, these, these days, hakuna kiboko kwa shule. Na naona muna debate muludishe. So, ukichelewa, ulikuwa napewa viboko. Na ulikuwa nasimama kwa gate. Usipo ingia kwa gate. At this time, so one of them, who is a relative, akapata mwalimu, alikuwa naitua mwalimu, na kuna mungina alikuwa naitua mutua. <laughs> mutua alikuwa napeana mbili. So, iskuiwa alikutana na maina, maina alimpea cha, cha, ata asimami, azemi ningapi. Oh, 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 oh. Akapewa nyingi, akaangalia mwalimu, akambea mwalimu, Mr. Mutua natupeanga bili. <laughs> Akamwambia neta uo maina. Ndwa eleku utafiu. <laughs> Ama naitua maina, usiniambia hivyo. Hallelujah. When God wants to bless you, he will bless you anyway. It doesn't matter who asks what. Atasema, I am God, I do what I desire. Hallelujah. That is the sovereignty of God. And then lastly, the demands of God. Jubilee represents the demands of God. What demands are those? God required that his people show justice and mercy and Jubilee was the opportunity for them to do so in a dynamic way. You could not take advantage of a fellow Jew by enslaving them forever or leaving him homeless. One day you are to restore these things. <laughs> Jubilee motivated the people to treat each other in a just and merciful way or answer to the Lord's punishment. In fact, the reason why the nation of Israel went to exile is because they did not keep the Sabbath in the Jubilee. We can read that in the book of uh, Chronicles. Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles. Chapter 36, verse 21. So I want to invite you, brethren, to rest. Rest in the presence of God. Can we stand in the presence of Jesus? And he says in Matthew 11, as we stand, Come to me, O ye that labor, and are heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. Hallelujah. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How many of you feel so downtrodden? Feel so embarrassed by your enemies? You're so restless. The battle has been like relentlessly on you. But I come to remind you today that you can find your rest. Jesus came. Jesus came. And he brings forth mercy. And he, in his sovereign power, he decides to let you free. Hallelujah. I want to pray for you today. As the choir sings, all the days of my life, you've been faithful.
your goodness is running after me i want you to come here just come and stand here you have been faced you feel facing battles just come just feel free don't look usiangalie kwa shoulders just come there's freedom Maybe it is a burden of debt and poverty sickness and disease Marriage issues Marriage issues And you are bleeding from within God wants to free you God wants to give you rest That in spite of the challenges that you face that his goodness will begin to flow just feel free to come feel free to come cuz your goodness is running after it's running after me just lift up your hands and tell the lord talk to him now lift up your hands and talk to him now tell him tell him he hears and he understands Maybe it is sin it is sin And the greatest yoke that binds men is the yoke of sin Jesus want to release us from sin so that we can serve God with joy in righteousness in godly fear Your goodness is running out is running can you picture the grace of God Hallelujah coming to you coming to you the goodness of God mom coming your way and blessing you and your family in the name of Jesus Christ we cancel every work of the devil we cancel every work of the devil in the mighty name of Jesus Christ we destroy the yoke of the oppressor 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 in the name that is above every name in the name that is above every name may you be free 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 in the name of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus Christ Be free in Jesus name. Be free in Jesus name. Be free in Jesus name. Be free in the name of the Lord. May the freedom of God, may the freedom of God. Hallelujah. Every pain is healed. Every heart is healed. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands, man. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I issue in the authority of Jesus Christ. I issue a restraining order against you. Everything that the enemy has been trying to do against your life, against your family, I issue a restraining order right now against him today. No more oppression. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, 
and we break that road of oppression and the yoke in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and the bar of oppression and we lose these souls oh God for this oh God for this oh God they are also the children of Abraham these are also the children of Abraham whom the enemy has oppressed all these years I declare your freedom right now may your language change may your situation change may you be blessed may you be favored of the Lord may you forget your past and begin to see goodness in your life the faithfulness of God flowing in your life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that from today all generations as Mary said will call you blessed they will call you blessed they will call you blessed they will call you blessed in the name of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus Christ we call the blessing of God to flow far as the curse is found if it is a curse oh God in their families we break it today we break it today we break it today in the mighty name of Jesus for that is the reason Jesus you came and therefore they are free and whoever the son says free is free indeed in Jesus name Amen Oh my love you are being faithful Oh my love you are being so so good with every breath that I am able Hallelujah Oh I will sing of the goodness of God Our Father and our God we thank you We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you that you have spoken to us through your servant. Lord, you have ministered to us as you had desired today. And we have received your word as a word from the throne. Mighty God, I pray that as we walk out of the pla- this place, dear Father, our lives will never be the same again. We shall not just be hearers of your word, but we shall appropriate your word in our lives so that we may walk in freedom and liberty in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you and we worship you. I pray in Jesus' name that as we go out of this place, those people who may be traveling, Lord, I pray that you grant them safety in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray even those who have traveled and will be coming back to this city and to the various towns that they are safe in Jesus' name. I declare the peace of God over the lives of each and every person, dear Father, who identifies with you in the name of the Lord. And I declare, oh God Almighty, even as we meet with friends and relatives and family members, that shall be a time of joy. And I pray that Jesus, you show up in each and every meeting in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We worship you. We honor your holy mighty name. We look forward, oh God, even to this weekend when we gather gather together again here on the 31st of December for an overnight prayer meeting, O God. I pray in Jesus' name that your presence, O Lord, will be with us. And even as we close this year, 2021, 
and we usher in 2022. We do so in your name and declare in peace and tranquility and major breakthroughs. Oh God, even in the year coming, dear Father, we thank you. We worship your holy name. We magnify you for we do pray in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen.